denying that choice. You see, Jesus is calling the disciples to deny themselves and to follow Him. He is calling the disciples to make a choice to follow His ways and not their ways. Boy, is this message not relevant for the 21st century? Deny my ways? I mean, how often do you hear or are you even told to just follow your heart? Follow your dreams, your aspirations. Don't suppress who you are and what you feel. Our culture, this is what it tells you and I, that we should not deny ourselves of any sort of pleasure that we may feel. Look at how ads are curated and created. Why should you buy that car? Well, because it's you and you're awesome and you deserve it. You may not have the money, but you deserve it. But that is not the way of a follower of Jesus. And this is what Jesus calls his disciples to, to deny their ways and follow his ways. And here's what we're going to see this morning in Matthew chapter 16, 24 through 28. It is far better to deny yourself than to deny Jesus. It is far better to deny yourself than to deny Jesus. And we will see this unfold in, in two ways this morning. The first is that Jesus only presents two choices to his disciples. When it comes to following Jesus, you can either deny yourself or deny Jesus. There's only two choices. And the second way we will see is that for those who deny themselves and follow Jesus, they will have a sweet victory. So let's look at our first point this morning. We get two choices. But before we see the two choices presented for us, Jesus, he makes it clear to his disciples what choice they should choose. He is calling his disciples with everything they have and everything they are and everything they've got with inside of themselves to be totally devoted to him. Jesus, he just rebuked Peter for not setting his mind on the things of God. And so... From that, we ask the question, what does it mean to set our mind on the things of God? And in verses 24 through 28, this is what Jesus is unpacking for us. Jesus tells his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You see that this is a universal command Jesus is giving all people. 
from the North Pole to the South Pole, as far as the East is from the West, and everybody inside of that, this is what it takes to follow Christ. To come after Jesus, you must deny yourself. You must deny your ways. What you think and feel is best for you, Jesus is calling you to deny. This is why Jesus is rebuking Peter. In, in verses 22 through 23, Peter is setting his mind on his ways. Peter didn't like the message that Jesus was saying. Jesus didn't, or Peter didn't like the message that Jesus would die. Why? Because Peter was thinking about his own needs. Peter was thinking about his, his own ways. Peter was setting his mind on how the kingdom would serve him and what he thought and felt it should serve. To come to Jesus is to deny your ways. To take up your cross and to follow Christ. And this is not easy to do. Is it? Maybe for some of you who are the impressive kind, who have it all together, it's not easy to deny your sinful desires and ways. This is why Jesus uses the cross to illustrate this. After his death and resurrection, can you imagine how this saying came to life for the disciples? After his death, this image for the disciples had to have been seared into their minds. To take up your cross is a call to extreme and brutal suffering. And at times, this is exactly what it feels like to deny ourselves. At times, isn't this exactly what it feels like when we deny our sinful desires and feelings to follow Jesus? When you're feeling the compulsion to evangelize and you're agonizing over if you should or shouldn't? When everything inside of you wants to argue and fight and prove your point and you feel that is not the way that Jesus is calling me. When you want to call and invite a family over to dinner, but you think of all of the reasons why you shouldn't. Or you're invited over for a meal, but you'd rather spend your evening at home alone binge-watching a show. The times when you're at home alone and your heart and your flesh are calling you to just look at a little bit of pornography because nobody's home and nobody will know. 
You don't want to, but the wave of temptation continues to beat against you and wears you down. What about when society continues to throw punches at your religious beliefs and you just don't know if you can take another blow? So you reason with yourself why it would be better to just throw in the towel and go with society or just to be quiet from this point on. Brothers and sisters, this is the exhausting denial, cross-bearing, and following of Jesus that we are called to. And particularly for Americans where we want to pursue the American dream and we're told to be anything that we want to be, this is painstakingly hard. But let me tell you that to deny yourself is totally worth it. Verses 25 and 26 show us what it looks like to deny Jesus or to deny ourselves. It shows us these two choices that Jesus gives the disciples. We read on, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Talking about these verses, uh, a pastor theologian, John Calvin, he puts it like this, to, to give up our natural inclinations, this, that's what's going on here, and part with all of the affections of our flesh and sin, and thus give our consent to be reduced to nothing, provided that God lives and reigns in us. Let me maybe phrase it like this for us. To deny Jesus is to continue to trust in yourself, to hold on to your sins, and not just to hold on to your sins, but to hold on to them and also enjoy your sins. To deny Jesus is to be totally lost in this world. To deny Jesus ultimately is to not be the real you. To deny Jesus is to save your life here, which means you lose your life. To deny Jesus in this life means you will never be the real you. To deny Jesus in this life means that you will never experience life like you can. but to deny yourself. To deny yourself is to deny your natural, your sinful inclinations. To deny yourself is to tell those sinful inclinations to scram, to beat it, to get out of here. And when you do this, when you lose your life, and you don't trust in your ways, but you find them suspect, Jesus tells us you actually find your life. What Jesus is saying is that when you deny yourself to follow him, that's when you really start living. That's when you find out who the real you is. 
So when you give up your sexual identity, when you give up your pursuit of making money, when you give up your dreams and your desires in this life, Jesus tells us that's when you start living. That's when you really start to experience life for all it's worth. Let's just be clear though, okay? Jesus isn't oblivious to what's in man's heart. This is why he tells his disciples, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet forfeits his soul? Or, or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Why does Jesus say this? Jesus says this because he knows that as humans we will bargain to the bone to have both. We will bargain to, to save our life and to lose our life. We will bargain to have the best of both worlds. And Jesus is calling his disciples to total and utter devotion to him. Do you remember what happened between Jacob and Esau in Genesis? Instead of Esau, the firstborn, who was going to receive the blessing from God, trusting in God's provision after a hunt, he comes home and he's hungry and he tells his brother, I will give you anything for that cup of soup, even my birthright. Esau sells his birthright. He sells his soul for a cup of soup. And then when the blessing is given to Jacob and, and Esau goes and he pleads for anything for the blessing, he's told it's too late. Look, friends, it doesn't matter how much you give to the church, to charities, or to other organizations. It does not matter how kind you are to people or how often you serve at shelters. If you do not deny yourself, you cannot work yourself into the kingdom. You can't. It's impossible. This is why it is far better to deny yourself than to deny Jesus. It is far better to deny yourself because when you deny yourself, you find life in Christ. And then you start living life to the fullest. I'm not saying that this denying work is easy. That's not what I'm saying at all but it's worth it. It's worth it because when you deny yourself, it does not go unnoticed. When you deny yourself for the sake of following Christ, it does not go unnoticed. And for God's children, there will be sweet victory in the end. As painstaking as it is, as excruciating as it will be, it will be worth it because there will be a sweet victory in the end for you. Let's see how Jesus follows this up, this call to deny yourself. We, we, we see the sweet victory in verses 27 through 28. And we, see, we see two of them. Let's look at the first. For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. You see the graciousness of Jesus here. Right here we get a glimpse of our Savior's 
tender heart for his disciples. He tells the disciples, you will suffer. And then he tells them it won't be wasted. Church, do you know that you will suffer? You will experience trials of various kinds, but they are not wasted and they do not go unnoticed. What Jesus is saying is, is the disciples will suffer, but, but denying themselves, suffering and following Jesus will end in a reward. Jesus here, he's, he's speaking of the final judgment where everyone will receive what they have done. Paul, he picks up on this in his letter to the Romans and he tells this church, God, he will render to each according to his works. But this is one of our greatest problems with God that Jesus spoke about in verse 26. We will try to purchase our own souls. You and I have a natural desire to work for our salvation. And yet, through Christ and his denial, his denial all the way to the cross has made a way for reconciliation, has made a way for us to have peace with God. Are you still working for your salvation? Are you still working for your peace with God? You can find that in Christ. He denied all to the point of death, even death on a cross, so that you could have peace. You might try to reason how you are a good person, but the Bible is full of places that say, There is none who does good, not even one. You cannot rely on your good works to purchase eternal life. Your good works, if that is the path you choose, will be burnt up in a lake of fire where you will follow. However, when we trust in Christ, when we confess our sin and surrender to Jesus as Christ, we are made right with God. We are no longer at war with Him, but His children. And because of that, we share in Jesus' victory. Because of our union with Christ, we share in Christ's reward. What does this mean for you and I? What this means for you and I is that denying ourselves is our faith at work. 
And your denial of yourself and trust in Jesus will lead to a, a heavenly reward, an inheritance that is worth far more than what Mark Zuckerberg is going to leave behind. It's a treasure far more priceless than anybody has ever found. Let me just say this before we, we move on. What Jesus is telling his disciples is that following him comes with a great cost, but your sacrifice won't be unnoticed because it also comes with a great reward. Your sacrifice of denying yourself to follow Jesus isn't going to go unnoticed, but one day will end in a heavenly reward that is waiting for you. So when your boss wants you to fudge the numbers and you just and, and you don't, and that puts you in the doghouse, Jesus notices that. When your friends give you a hard time for coming to church rather than the Packer game or a party or something like that, he notices that. When you speak up for your faith at work and you are fired or demoted, he notices that. When someone wrongs you and instead of getting revenge on them, you bless them, he notices that. Whatever natural, sinful desire you deny, whatever cost it is that you may have to bear to follow Jesus, He sees it. It does not go unnoticed. And in time, you will be rewarded for your denial of yourself and your following of Jesus. That's the first sweet victory we see, but there is a second sweet victory. that those who deny themselves will receive. Jesus, he tells his disciples, truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Now there is a lot of debate about this verse right here. Does this mean Christ's second coming? Well, if it meant his second coming then, and the disciples are dead, then we're kind of in a dilemma there. So it doesn't mean that. Could it mean the transfiguration? Well, that's what comes next in Matthew's, uh, in the Gospel according to Matthew. Maybe. But there's one view that most commentators will acknowledge. There's one thread that most agree on. And that's what Jesus means here is the inauguration of the kingdom at Pentecost. That the disciples would receive the Holy Spirit like we see in Acts and that they then see the kingdom of God advancing to every tongue, every tribe, every nation and where then the Holy Spirit changes people into citizens of the kingdom of God. Just like how God sees your denial of yourself, those who deny themselves will taste and see God's kingdom. This sweet victory is promised to you too. You should notice His kingdom through the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life and those around you. 
Instead of hating your enemy, you desire to love them and bless them. You no longer live to make money, but instead you freely give what you earn. Instead of gossiping to cut down another person, you use your words to encourage them and to build them up for the kingdom. Instead of isolating yourself, you seek to be hospitable and to join in the community of the believers. But you shouldn't just notice the kingdom personally. You should notice his kingdom through the expansion of his kingdom. You should see a growing in yourself, a growing desire for people to know Jesus. You should see people coming to to know Jesus. You should have a growing desire to see people changed by Jesus. You should be a conduit of people being changed by Jesus. You and I, we should be entering into this. There should be noticeable results of the kingdom expanding, of tasting and seeing God. This is what denial of ourself leads to. A great reward. And we see the expansion of the kingdom in ourselves and in those around us. Look, it is far better to deny yourself than to deny Jesus. It is far better because you and I are promised sweet victory. Our denial of ourselves to follow Jesus will not go unnoticed. And we should see noticeable kingdom progress in us and around us. So let me finish with how I started. Are you denying yourself or Jesus? There are only two choices in this life. The one who denies Jesus Okay, this is the one who denies Jesus. The one who denies Jesus takes risks only when it benefits themselves. The one who denies themselves takes risks for the kingdom even if it comes at a cost. The one who denies Jesus asks, how will this build up my kingdom? Should I open up to this person Should I show love and hospitality? Should I deny my sexual preferences or listen to society? But the one who denies themselves asks this, how can I build up Christ's kingdom? They take chances on the kingdom. They deny their natural tendencies and sinful feelings. Even though they've been rejected before, they open their hearts again to a person who might just reject them again. Even though the culture says to act on feelings, they know who God sees them as. Even though they are afraid they may say the wrong thing, they know that the Holy Spirit will give them the words they need to evangelize to the person they need to evangelize to. Church, can I ask us something 
from you? The new year is coming. And people love to make resolutions and goals. Can I ask you to take some time to think about where you need to deny yourself and trust in Jesus? Where in your life can you take a risk on God? What in your life are you still using as a safety net to trust in yourself rather than to deny yourself? Take some time to think about it. Go home today and write it out and then pick a person in this church and ask them to keep you accountable. In the long run, you will not be disappointed denying yourself to follow Jesus. Let's pray. God, we ask for your help to deny ourselves, to pick up our cross and to follow Christ. We know that we cannot muster up this in and of ourselves, so we ask that you would give us an abundance of your Spirit, that you would place people around us to encourage us, and that we would live a life worthy in the manner of the gospel of denying ourselves to come after Christ, to receive the reward that is promised us. Amen.